Once again, welcome to another live session of the Potter's Gate Online Broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips. I came to learn. I hope you had a wonderful night rest. Well, we had a first session uh, this early um, hour this morning called uh, The Watch. And we thank God for that which the Spirit of the Lord did. Amen. It was such a nice time. It was such an impactful time. Thank you so much once again, my dear sister, uh, Deborah Abraham, for connecting with me this morning again. Right, uh, this morning, I'm going to continue on uh, the things that we have been tracking for the past um, couple of uh, uh, days now, almost a week. We've been looking at some few uh, concepts that will allow us to basically come into the scope of that which the spirit of the lord is doing and i'm hoping that we'll be able to you know uh further press into the heart of the father the spirit of god is speaking expressly to us in this new day and we must you know incline our ears to hear because it's in the place of divine instruction that we are able to maintain our post maintain our stand and uh, advance in the light of that which is demanded and required of us. We are in a day of great resistance and opposition. But if we continue to allow the Spirit of God, amen, to speak to us, we will be able to engage in such a manner that, amen, the powers of, the, of darkness will not be able to, you know, stop and hinder that which, you know, the Lord has ordained for us, particularly in this brand new day. I'm going to take us back to uh, um, Ezekiel. Ezekiel uh, um, 22 verse 30, Ezekiel 22:30, and Isaiah 54 and 5 has become like a spiritual template for us, amen, in engaging, you know, what the Spirit of God has called us to do in this uh, uh, platform of Beyond Devotional. So I want to believe God this morning once again that if we go back to, go back to Ezekiel, we will pick one or two things, all right? that will give us perspective all right for the past four days we've been dealing with amen examining the the, the the spiritual quality all right that is required in the place of prayer all right particularly in this season of the end how we pray in the beginning of our journey amen in in the first day of our journey with god amen is different from how we engage prayer, amen, in our second day, amen, obviously is different from, you know, how we are going to engage the place of prayer in this third day. Now, we are in a day where the scripture referred to as the days of the end. Now, as we look at some of the characteristics of what defines the days of the end, we begin to find, amen, resistance, opposition, challenge, amen. We begin to find the, the attack of the, of, the, of the enemy accelerated, amen but but that also amen speaks into the the kind of you know uh, uh, um acceleration that is taking place all right in the in the spirit what i'm saying is whenever you find yourself under attack when you find yourself amen under pressure when you find yourself amen being rapidly attacked it it, it speaks something in regards to amen what the spirit of god amen is about to do it, it seems as if the enemy you know come kind of picks a signal of what god amen, is about to do in our life so he increases he mounts up more attack amen and and, and the, the reason for that is to try to weary us to try to weaken us so that we we we, we meet 
miss or we we give up just at the last hour of our you know of our breakthrough so one of the things that we, we 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 need to discover or we are discovering amen is that as we engage the days of the end <clears throat> We need to, you know, re reaffirm. We need to be established the more, amen, in what we believe. All right. Jesus made a declaration. He said he hopes that he will find faith, amen, in his return. Meaning that because of the nature of the kind of impact of what will be happening, amen, just before, just before his return, the kind of attack, the kind of pressure, amen, that the people of God will be facing, that many of them will fall away. And when you read John chapter, you know, John Matthew chapter 10, you begin to see the characteristics of what is defined, amen, as the nature of the end. The Bible says, you know, fathers will betray their children. Children will betray their father. All kinds of crazy things will be happening. All to derail, all to sidetrack us, amen, from our place, from our position, from that, you know, our, you know, our, our condition that heaven has positioned us and and it's for us it's for me particularly amen as one that has been called into the ministry amen of sighting of giving sight and capacity amen to the body of christ is to encourage us and to help us to come to a position where we need to reaffirm our faith Amen. These are days where we need to reaffirm our faith and our belief and our stand. Amen. So that we, we, we continue. Amen. In that reality of that which amen, the spirit of God wants to do in our life. And as we look into scripture, we found we have discovered that it's, it's not an easy thing to get to the point where you are almost being broken. You're almost being shattered. You're almost being in a by the challenges of life and still find yourself amen standing we saw that in the life of job we saw that in the life of you know uh, uh, abraham all right we also saw that in the life of david in fact we looked at the life of david we looked at the life of you know job all right and there's several others like that okay that you know they, they got to a point where they, they, they had to develop they had to call for strength from the inside to be able to stand amen and continue to pray as they enter into the scope of that which the spirit of the lord has ordained for us and i call that amen finding strength amen to pray in the days where you feel weak in the days where you feel tired in season where you feel like giving up there has to be something on the inside of us. The Bible says that David, all right, when, when he came back from his war, amen, with his men, the Bible says that the, the enemy came and ravaged the, the, the camp and took their wife, took their family, amen. They took two, the two wives of David, amen, and they took the wife of David's men. And the Bible says that David's men got to the point in their weariness, in their weakness, in their, in their time of great depress and challenge, amen, in their time of great, you know, distress. The Bible says they were contemplating of stoning David. In other words, they passed a judgment of disapproval. And that is something we need to learn from, all right, that we must not allow, amen, the pressure of life to get to, to get to us to the point where the values that defines our posture our spirituality amen is compromised the bible says they began to think of stoning david and we saw the response of david all right that david instead of him rising up to say okay if you guys are gonna reject me for you know for all that has happened or you're gonna blame me for it amen the, the bible says that david you know encouraged himself in the lord and he went to pray and asked the Lord, God, what should I do in, in, in this situation? All right? And the Lord says, pursue, overtake, recover. 
And that was what happened. So the point that we are trying to bring out here is that as we engage the days of the end, as we engage the seasons, amen, of the birth, as we continue to press into what the scripture term as the new day or the days of the comings of Christ, amen, as the nearness of the kingdom of God, amen, begins to make landfall, impact in the earth, we're going to we're gonna be seeing reaction, we're going to be seeing the enemy rise up, we're going to be seeing all kinds of things. The days where God is saying it's time for my people, amen, to move into the next season of freedom that is when we're going to see you know you know the powers of darkness we're going to see pharaoh amen intensify amen is is oppression amen in against the people of god the more the more the children of god cried out the more you know uh, uh, you know moses came to pharaoh and said god said pharaoh let my people go the more he increased the pressure now the mindset we need to develop amen is not of the the, the children of israel where they began to complain they said moses you should have left us the way we are we never ask for freedom. We never ask for deliverance. Amen. This deliverance we're asking for. Look at what has cost us. We've got to understand that the more, amen, we begin to pray, we may not see an immediate change. In fact, we may see the opposite. And this is something that a lot of people have not really understood. That the more you pray, amen, because when we pray, we expect to see change immediately. When we pray, when we sow, when we give, we expect to see a counter result. But in most cases, it is the opposite that happens. And the opposite happens to weary us to tell us that what we're doing is not working are we going to listen to that or are we going to listen to the principles of god that says amen if you sow amen you will reap if you give it shall be given back to you if you pray you're going to see a result so we have to develop our faith to the position amen where we can begin to see through the eyes of god through amen the principles of god through amen that the, the value standard of god in other words the word of god must become amen that which defines how we how we engage how we see and how we respond to life if we don't do that i tell you we're going to get to a point where we're going to hang our app like they did hang their app in in babylon they said how can we sing the lord the lord's song you know in babylon where else are we supposed to sing the where else are we supposed to proclaim and declare the testimony of god is it not in babylon god says rule thou in the midst of the of your enemy so we have to develop amen a new spiritual philosophy of one that does not give in, of one, hallelujah, that will not, you know, you know, uh, uh, allow the enemy to, you know, to capture him or her, hallelujah, under pressure. We have to make up our mind. We have to be more, amen, determined more than ever before, amen, that the more we see all this carnage, the more we see, amen, the, 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 the attack and the resistance, the more we see the challenge, amen, that is being thrown at the church, the more we face opposition, the more we face attack from the paths of the enemy, the more we should be more resolute and determine hallelujah to take our stand let's look at the scripture quickly i know many of us are used to the scripture but i just want us to look at it again in habakkuk chapter 2 and this is something that i feel amen we need to consider and i'm just going to highlight one word as we read the entire scripture all right the scripture says in habakkuk chapter chapter 2 verse 1 it says i will stand at my guard i will stand on my watch at was i will stand i want us to know that word stand the scripture says in the book of ephesians that haven't done all to stand stand therefore ephesians chapter 6 haven't done all to stand when you have done everything you know to do when you've done everything the book says hallelujah about standing and now you have taken your stand the scripture still say stand therefore So it's not enough to do everything, amen, that you know to do in terms of standing. 
That when you take that stand, you still need to develop a mindset, a philosophy. You still need to develop a culture, hallelujah, that you stand. And guess what? Even on water, we can stand, amen. Even amen, in the midst of a quick stand, quick sand, we can stand. Even in the midst of challenge and opposition, we can take our stand. Because standing, amen, is a mindset that we wear. It's a position, amen, of life that we come into in the spirit. He said, I haven't done all to stand. Stand therefore with your loins with your loins i'm talking about the qualities that is required of us in the days where we have to engage what is called seasons of the end where we will where we'll be challenged where they will tell us earlier we have no voice we have no place we our prayer is not being answered shadrach meshach and abednego shadrach meshach and abednego said oh king don't even think about it even if our king will will refuse amen to to save us we will not bow the knees that is a mindset that is a position of a life that is a culture amen of one that is defined and determined amen to take his opposition in the things of god the circumstance does not change who you are amen that that event does not determine amen how you respond how you react to life that what defines your movement and your posture in the earth is the values of god is the word of god is the faith that you have amen in the unseen god that that which you see you know is subject to change the bible says i will take my stand amen i will take my stand and guard myself at the post I will stand at my guard. I will stand at my guard post. Hallelujah. A lot of us have shifted from our guard post. We've shifted from the watch. We've shifted from the place where the Bible calls us to watch. They say watch and pray lest you fall into sin. Watch and pray. The position of watch is a, is a position where you become alert, where you become discerning, where you become sensitive. It's a position earlier of, of, of sensitivity. It's a position where you, you understand what is happening when you are watching. Hallelujah. You are, you are at alert. You are, you, are, you are at alert. Amen. You, you, you are you, 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 you are aware of all that is happening around you but you're not just aware you know what is happening and you have clear understanding of what of what is taking place you can interpret events hallelujah you are there to warn you are there to prepare hallelujah that is the ministry of a watch but to watch you have to take a stand you cannot watch sitting. You cannot watch sleeping. Come on, friends. We cannot watch when we are sleeping. We cannot watch when we allow ourselves to be distracted by events. We cannot watch when we allow ourselves to be sidetracked, amen, by attack. We have to take our place. Every nation understand the importance, amen, of the watch. It's security. If you are going to defend your city, if you're going to defend your family, if you're going to defend your home, if you're going to defend, amen, that which God has given to you as a calling, as a ministry, then you have to have the posture of a watch. You have to have a posture, amen, of one that has built a wall, amen. That, in fact, the reason why you build a wall is so that you can see things, amen, that ordinary people will not see. A watch, amen, is a place, is a tower where you position yourself he said i will he said who can come to the to the heel of the lord the heel of the lord is a place where we where we where we take a watch amen is a place is an elevated realm where we can see things that ordinary people don't see in the city 
That's why the watchman, amen, prepares the city. The watchman wants the city, wants the people. Something is happening. I see somebody coming. I see an event coming. It's a position of the prophetic. It's a position of a man of vision. And that's why yesterday we began to talk about vision and strength. It takes a posture in, on the wall. It takes a posture on the wall to have a vision. And it is that vision that gives us advantage, amen, that defines our strength. If you don't have, amen, a post on the wall, if you don't have a place on the watch, amen, if you don't have, if you have not located that place that heaven has called you, if you have not seen yourself, amen, called to be, listen to this, every Christian is called to intercede, every Christian is called to pray, every believer must have, amen, the attitude, not of religious ritual concept of what men call prayer, no, every Christian must be, post, must be posture, must have an understanding, amen, of the effectiveness of prayer, must understand the importance of prayer, not just for their own personal life, amen, but for the advancement of the things of God, but for the advancement of the purposes of God. Prayer, amen, is inevitable if you're going to win, if you're going to win fair and squarely, if you're going to win earlier, advancing the purpose of God, you have to have a nature, a posture, an understanding, a mentality, hallelujah, a character, a value system, amen, of a watch. It's important. You must have this. If you don't have this, the enemy is going to defeat us. It's only a matter of time. I don't care the number of knowledge you may, we, we have about the word of God. The word of God without prayer is weakness. Amen. The word of God in our life without a prayer life, amen, is weakness. Because what, what motivates, what fuels, what empowers, what awakens the word of God in our life, amen, is the spirit's that is sus in the place of prayer. Today we have a generation that is weak, that cannot pray. No wonder we have become praise to the enemy. The enemy is praying on our home, praying on our family, praying on our business, praying on our business, on our, on our ministry. The enemy is all over us. <clears throat> Demons are sitting all over us. The paths of darkness, they're ruling over us. Why? Because we have gone lazy. We're no longer praying. We're no longer having a stand. Hallelujah. We're not, we're, we, we like to sleep. Come on, friends. This is the reason why the church is failing. We're failing God and we're failing hallelujah, our assignment because we love to sleep. The scripture says, amen, the sleep will not prosper. He who loves sleep will not prosper. That's the, that's the word of God. He who loves sleep will not prosper. Amen. And I'm not just talking about literal sleep. I'm talking about people who are sleeping in the spirit. I'm talking about people, amen, who, who have allowed the enemy to invade their space, invade their home, invade their ministry, invade their business, invade their career, invade their mind. I mean, how would you begin to explain that a man of God will climb, you know, a three-story three building, three-story building and jump down from there, allow himself to be invaded by the spirit of suicide in our watch, in our day? We seen people walking out of ministry saying, we, I'm not doing ministry again. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with church and God again. It means that something happened to them. They have been broken on the inside. Amen. Listen to this. A broken man is a person who has no place in the, in, in, in the call to pray. 
You have no place. You have no altar. No wonder. Amen. The first thing that the prophet did before he began to engage the paths of darkness was to fix the altar. Listen to this. Before you build a temple, not the scripture, before they ever restore the temple in the book of you know, Ezra and Nehemiah, before they ever build the temple, the first thing they did was to restore the altar. If there are no altars restored, there are no priests. And if there are no priests, God cannot move. <laughs> God cannot move. God moves by order. That's why my first call is to pray. My first call is not, it's not prophetic. No. <laughs> All that I am as a prophet is sourced. Is sourced from my, from my standing. You, see, you can't take me away from this. <laughs> you can take everything away from me, but you cannot stop me from praying. Because I have seen, I have experienced, hallelujah, my position of strength, amen, is, is, is born, is birthed out of the place of prayer. I wake up any hour and pray. I, I, anything I'm doing, find me, I'm praying. And you won't even know. You won't know that I'm praying because I don't go, I, I, you, you won't see it in me. It's not a religious thing to me. You see, we've taken prayer to another dimension. You want to access heaven. You want to sit among the elders. You want to, you want to eavesdrop, hallelujah, on the voice and the, and the activities of, of God for the earth. Come on, you enter into the place of prayer. They will tell you things. You will see things. They will show you things. Come on. Prayer is not religious. Prayer is not some religious thing that we do. It's a mumbo-jumbo thing we do. No, no. Not that nonsense thing we're doing in church and playing around. That's no prayer. We're playing. The end and the enemy knows we're playing. Prayer is a spiritual construct. Prayer is what defines, amen, the parameter of your giftings and grace. It tells you how far you've come, where you are, where they're taking you to in the place of prayer. They will begin to expand, expand you. They will begin to extend you in the place of prayer. They will remold you. Hallelujah. Your seasons are defined and determined in the place of prayer. Come on. Your seasons are defined and determined. Amen. The measure of your apostolic capacity is measured, is determined in the place of prayer. Your pastoral grace and gift Hallelujah is determined in the place of prayer. Your prophetic anointing is shaped, hallelujah, in the place of prayer. If you want to know how sharp you are, begin to pray. If you want to know, hallelujah, when you're gonna die, stop praying. I can predict that for you. <laughs> I don't even need to give your prophecy. <laughs> you understand, friends. We have to understand this is the day heaven is demanding that amen. We don't just pray, but that we 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 we, we develop, we revamp the quality of our prayer life. Listen to this. If we're going to deal with the Jezebels of our day, if we're going to deal with the kind of complex battles of our day, we have to check the scripture, the entire book of Acts. There is no chapter. There is no chapter. Go check. There's not, hardly you find a chapter in the book of Acts of the Apostle that you don't see the brethren praying. In fact, there was a period I did a whole study on the entire book of Acts looking at how the people pray. Check it. From chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, you will find prayer. Prayer. Tell me, show me that chapter in the book of Acts. Hardly you'll find three chapters in the book of Acts. Where, and that is the foundation of what defines the Ecclesia. That is what defines the very structure, the parameter of what today we call church. It's in the book. Listen to this. The book of Acts is the foundation, is the framework, is the pillar, amen, and is the finishing of what defines our ministry and calling. So if you don't have a prayer life, amen, you will be prayed by the enemy. You will be pushed here and there. You will be tossed here and there by every wind of doctrine. The enemy will finish you quick and fast. 
The enemy has no regard for a person, a woman, a man who cannot pray. Hallelujah. Listen, if you want to know how powerful you are, begin to listen to yourself in prayer. If you want to know the grace and the giftings of God upon your life, you will hear it. You will see it in the place of prayer. You understand? I'm praying most times. When I'm praying alone, I'm praying. There's nobody there. But I'm prophesying. I'm pr Why? Because it's a spirit. It's in the place of prayer. Your spirit begins to delve into things. Your spirit becomes like, it becomes like a net. In fact, it's a spiritual network. Hallelujah. In the place of prayer, you, 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 you'll be connecting to realms, to nations, you know, to, to individuals, to ministry. They will be showing you things. They'll be revealing things to you. Why? Because God knows that in the place of prayer, I can trust you. Now, no wonder God doesn't empower. God doesn't trust amen, a person who, who cannot pray. No, no. You will never discover the purpose of God if you are not praying. Because it's in the place of prayer, they will show you, they will reveal to you, and they will... <laughs> Have you noticed that every time people pray in the scripture, every time people pray, there is a corresponding action. While, while, while Peter was praying, this guy was hungry. He went to, he went to the rooftop to pray. While he was praying, mm, the angel of the Lord spoke to him. Here comes people coming from the house of Colinius. Follow them. Direction comes in the place of prayer. While he was praying, the Bible says his face changed, amen. His clothes, amen, became transformed white while he was praying. Yes, there are things that happen, amen, in the place of prayer. While he was praying, the Bible says the heavens opened. The voice of the Lord came. This is my beloved son in whom I am well. While he was, listen to this. There's so many things you can, you can, you can you can understand and there's so many things you can you can finish you can you can seal them up in the place of prayer and you know that you know one thing about prayer prayer has no has no time limit i was in bible school when the lord began to tell me to pray for my future wife to pray for my children i mean i i'm not even engaged i was 1991 the lord said begin to pray for your children i mean can you imagine that is how the things of the spirit is because in the place of prayer they begin to shape you in the prophetic they shape your future in the in the, in the place of prayer you cannot talk about the prophetic without a prayer life that's why, you know, when I look at all these people who call themselves prophets, I say, hello, excuse me. <laughs> what are you talking about? Tell me about your experience in the place of prayer. I will know how far you have come. You have no prayer life. You have no giftings. The gift and the callings of God, hallelujah, listen to this, will not be taken from you, but it will die a stillbirth if you have no prayer life. <laughs> they have not taken it, but that thing will not see the light of the day because they said, they said, they said, they said, to, they said to Timothy, come on, they said to Timothy, they said, they said, found to flame, amen, the gift that was given to you by the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. He said, but you have to steer. How do you steer it? You steer it by ha ha, nenosh, kaladadosha, dedus kamba. The more you speak, the more you prophesy. You're saying things that you don't even understand. But heaven is interpreting those things. And they are aligning you. They are shaping you. They are putting you in the right place as you pray. Because prayer is agreeing with the Holy Spirit. Prayer is agreeing with the Holy Spirit. Prayer is taking earlier the prophetic intention of God over your life. Amen. And aligning them. It's like you're building a house. Come on. Some of us, in the place of prayer, we began the building. But we left it halfway, and that house has been there uncompleted <laughs> for years because we are not we're no longer praying. We're not. You see, every time you pray, there's an addition. Every time you pray, there's an addition. Every time you pray, there's an addition. Hallelujah! Every time you pray, because He is the one that supplied the gift, and He is the one that uses the gift to establish His intention for your life. So if you're not praying, you you basically hinder God from moving. Yes, yes, you hinder God from moving. 
We have a generation who, that has stopped praying. That's why the church is weak. That's why the church is lazy. That's why, amen, the, the devil is ravaging the church. That's why we, we have become an, anemic to, you know, to sickness and disease. That's why today, you know, government can kick us here and there. They can shut us down. Hallelujah. Because we've stopped prayer. Gone are the days where when the church speaks, nations are afraid. The Bible says they were afraid to join them because these people, their life reflects fire. When you pray, fire will begin to blaze from your eyes. When you pray, people will see the mark of God upon your life. When you pray, it's like you are clothed in humility, yet you are dangerous. Hallelujah. When you speak, you roar. Yet when people look at you, they see the face of a lamb, but your voice, hallelujah, is like that of a lion. Listen to this. When you start praying, you start changing. You start becoming what the Father eternally ordained for you, for your home, for your ministry, for your career. Listen to this. You don't pray, you remain where you are. We're looking at the spiritual quality of men and women called to engage. So, Abba Cookie was complaining in chapter one. Uh, you don't need. You don't need to come. You don't need to complain. If you if you read Abba Cookie chapter one, the guy was the prophet. <laughs> the prophet was captured by events of the day. I mean, if I look at what is happening in South Africa today, I'm telling you tomorrow I'll go back to my country. I'll tell. No, no, this country is finished. It's finished. It's finished. This country is finished. You can, you can look at things in the natural and, and judge because I was sent here. So I can go say to God, Lord, I've done what I need to do. I don't think I can, I can continue because the more, it's like the more you pray, the more the thing gets worse. I mean, how do you begin to explain this thing? I mean, many of the things that I'm, I'm, we, we're watching on the TV here, yeah, I mean, those things, are, I mean, the evil are all over the world. But the kind of evil you've seen, you know, panning out in South Africa, I mean, these are heinous crimes how do you rape children you know how do you how do you kill how do you kill your own your own family your own family the children you give birth to you hang them and then you hang yourself you kill your wife you are, i mean i mean how do you how, how do you begin to explain those things so it tells you listen to this it tells you that that the devil knows that this nation carries a divine program carries a prophetic program amen in in the prophetic in the prophetic calendar of god so the enemy is 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 releasing all kinds of dangerous spirit into this nation but we understand that and that's why somebody like me say i'm going nowhere i'm taking my stand yes i will stand at my god and posture myself on the station hallelujah you see if you don't understand this it's easy to give up Many of us, you're going through trouble in your home. Hallelujah. And then you want to run. No, that's the time for you to take your stand. All right? Your business is not working out the way you expect. That's not the time to give up. That's not the time to start looking for, you know, who's going to bail me up. No, that's the time to take your stand in the place of prayer. Amen. Leave the business and go, you know, engage with God and say, God, this is what is going on. God, give me clarity. God, give me direction. That's what we learned from David. Hallelujah. While he was being buffeted by this oppression and this challenge and this issue the bible says his, 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 his own family were planning excuse me his, his own men were planning to stone him to i mean back in those days the tradition is when you stone when you stone a leader that is first of all you know a judgment of you know of rejection you know you you you, you you've brought that man you've brought that leadership to a point where you say you know you no longer you, you no longer want to be alive <laughs> not to even talk about what you know leading so we want to kill you we, we don't want you again that was where david was because sometimes we need to understand context 
This is not just people getting angry. When, no, no. They're saying you no, you're no longer fit to be a leader. How many times? I mean, I've met men of God that, you know, spiritually they've been stoned by their members. Like, look, you finish. You, you have no voice again. That's the time those people should lock themselves in God. I mean, there was a time when the Lord began to shift our direction when I was, I was a pastor. I mean, I've never been, I've never felt so empty, so lonely, so, you know, alone in my life as a, you know, as a minister. When the Lord began to shift us, and this is the reason why a lot of men of God, they rather stick to what, you know, they, they, they know, you know, because it, it's good. It pays them. The offerings are coming. The tithes are coming. But when God begins to speak to you and say it's time for transition, and that was the period I was just, you know, planning to transit my people from the charismatic order, amen, into the, into the reformation. Because God has called me, he's given me a voice, he's given me a, a message, and I'm preaching this thing, and I'm seeing the people dropping in the church. I'm seeing the sisters no longer coming to church, I'm seeing the brother no longer, and I'm wondering, and these are, these are highest tight payers in the church. And, you know, we begin to face challenges and needs and all that. And I'm calling them and saying, ah, Pastor, you know, I wanted to come, I was just tired, but I, so I decided to rest. Uh, next Sunday I'll come, and next Sunday they're not coming to church and between two am i going to change the message or am i going to you know go back to what i used to preach or am i going to continue with god and do what the lord has called me to do and and i was trying to speak to my people look this is what the spirit of the lord is directing directing me we need to we need to do this we need to do that and they're like okay 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 but guess what they will say okay okay but they're not coming to church there's nothing listen to this there is nothing that discourages a man of God, particularly if in the pastoral, amen, than to prepare a message and get to church and you see the whole house empty. <laughs> I've been there. So I can relate. I understand. You, 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 you've, prayed your, you've, you've prayed fire down, amen. You've studied all night. Nobody's coming to church. You just know that you, you do, you're not doing something right. So I keep telling the people, they said, no. at the time, some people had the, you know, the boldness to face me. Some of my members, they said, Pastor, this message you're preaching, people are, people are complaining. I said, oh, is the message. Is it the message? Well, this message, God gave it to me. This is the direction the Spirit of the Lord is leading us. And this is the path. So, well, if you guys don't want the message, you're free to go. Listen to this. The church began to shrink shrink i think we got to about 15 people if i'm not mistaken and the lord said to me stay in this and proclaim my counsel all the financiers all the people who give everybody left they all left <laughs> listen to this i was sleeping in my church i was sleeping in the auditorium i would sleep pray all night fast all night i'm i'm praying you know and the lord told me rest my son don't do all this gymnastic. Rest and just keep doing what I ask you to do. Friends, after about six months thereabouts, I began to see the hand of God move. New set of people, new set of people. They, they say, I'm just walking past your church. I heard your voice and I feel like coming in. You just see them, they're coming, then they sit down. And as they sit, it's the spirit of the Lord just arrest them. And they say, I found my home. I'm not going anywhere again. The people say, well, I've been looking for a church. I've been, suddenly, they, they walk into the Lord. I will give you a new voice. 
and I will give you a new platform. And that's what God did. Listen to this. And many of those people, they had many of them didn't have anything, but they 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 enjoy the message. They were quick to receive what the Spirit of the Lord was doing. And guess what? Before before you know it, breakthrough began. People began to hear about this sound, this new sound. People began to confirm it and say, we've also been hearing these things. You know, you, you're telling us something. Because back then, I was a leader of leaders. I mean, I was ministry. But but you're a leader of leaders, but your church is, is, is collapsing. Everything is gone. And people think you're insane. No, I'm not insane. I'm doing what God will have me to do. That is what it takes to be a pioneer. If you want to pioneer anything for God, you have to know how to take a stand. Listen to this. It's called leadership. Leadership means you're leading, you're going. Listen, I said something two days ago. Listen to this. You don't have to necessarily have people to agree with you to be a leader. As long as you have captured the heart and the mind of God, leadership sometimes means to go alone. Oh, shh. Leadership sometimes means to go alone, to stand alone, hallelujah, to proclaim it alone, hallelujah. Sometimes even your own family will not understand amen, what the Spirit of God is requiring and demanding of you. It will, be, it will bring friction, it will bring quarrel, it will bring, oh yes, when God begins to touch you and touch your lips. Jeremiah, this day I have touched your lips. <laughs> See, I'm doing a new thing in your life. People... People who gods have not, who, who people whom the Lord has not touched their lips, people whose eyes have not been calibrated, cannot agree with you. Why would they agree with you? Because they are not seeing what you're seeing. They don't understand earlier the burden that has that has fallen upon you. They are not tracking into that with the Spirit of God. Amen. He's showing you. You are the one that has been shown. It is it is Paul alone that saw what he saw. Hallelujah. You understand? It is those three guys that saw what they saw on the you know on the Mount of Transfiguration. So if you come down and try to describe it to others, listen to this they will not understand they may shake their head but they will never be able to comprehend except they take them to see the things you have seen except they have eaten amen of the same thing that you have eaten from hallelujah except they have drank amen of the same wine that you have drank because there's something about spiritual experience that changes how you think that changes your values that changes your your your, your perception that brings you to that's why they say come up high and let me show you that's why it's important that you take everyone along and those who don't want to go, you leave them behind. Don't force them. Because if you force them, they will create problem. They will create problem. Don't force them. You see, we've got to understand that this thing is a, is a personal call. Every one of us must go. God said, Abraham, have I called alone? But what's, what happened to Sarah? I thought they are married. Oh no, but when it comes to the things of God, God said, Abraham, I have called alone. Sarah will have to journey, amen, and connect to the God, amen, of Abraham, to the God, amen, of her husband. She needs to see, amen, what her husband is seeing. So in the day, God says, Abraham, not Abraham and Sarah, Abraham, your son, your only son. I thought Sarah and Abraham had the son together. Yes, but when you see, when it comes to the things of God, God works via protocol, leadership. Abraham, your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, take him to Mount Moriah. Go sacrifice him there. You see, it will take a Sarah who understands, amen, the speakings of God and the dealings of God, amen, and the directions of God in the life, amen, of the husband to say, okay, I'm going to let this man do what he needs to do, amen. I trust him enough. That's why in the place of prayer, you see, they start teaching us certain things. They start building certain values in us. They start bringing us to a place, amen, where we get developed, empowered, hallelujah, where we... 
Even when we don't say anything, we understand, amen, what the Spirit of God is doing. Sometimes it's better to be quiet, amen, than to bring your voice, amen, and interrupt, <laughs> you know, like, like, like Peter, you know. The, the Bible says, amen, when they were on the mountain of transfiguration, here is Jesus having, amen, discussion, amen, with, with Abraham and, and Elijah. And here is, here is our brother, amen, Peter, he came and interrupted. The next thing, the father hit him with, with a good one. He, he laid on the floor. Nobody knew what was going on. He said, let's build a tabernacle here. Because that's the mindset. <laughs> every time God appears, every time God speaks to us, every time we see something that is beyond our ability, we want to build a wall ar around it. We want to own it. <laughs> they said, this is not about you, Mr. Peter. <laughs> because Peter said, hey, this is awesome. Wow, this is glorious. Let's build a tabernacle here. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. They said, this is not what we're talking about. Come on, we've got to understand that we can see things. But if we don't understand what we're seeing, it's better we keep quiet. Amen. Lest we interrupt the move of God. Lest we, we, we engage the things of God. Amen. In, 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 a, in a value system that is not mature. Amen. And they kick us out. God is moving in our day. But we, we, we need to have, amen, understanding of divine protocol. We need, to under, we need to have an understanding, amen, of strength. So Abacoc understood that he missed it. All right, because he was complaining from a low valley. When you stay in the low, in a low valley, amen, and you want to track the things of God, I'm telling you, you're going to complain. I'm telling you, you're going to feel more weak. Hallelujah! They say, come up higher. Who oh, we come to the hill of the Lord? The hill of the Lord is a place where we engage with the God of the hill, where we engage with the things of God, where we engage. Hallelujah! With issues of life, don't deal with issues of life in the valley. It will swallow you. That thing is a quicksand. It will swallow you. Life, Karabashayanda. Don't live, in the, don't live in the valley with the people. You're a mountain dweller. Come up higher and I will show you. Have you discovered, amen, that sight is in the hill. Sight is on the hill. Sight is on the hill. Sight is not in the valley. But it takes strength, amen, to climb the hill. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about, amen, strength and vision. You see, strength the strength of the Lord. Amen. They said the joy, the joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy. You see, joy is a fruit of the spirit. When you, when you begin to allow yourself to connect with the spirit, amen, and you begin to have a rapport with the spirit, and you begin to allow God, amen, to shape you, what happens is you begin to bear fruit. The fruit of the spirit will lead you, amen, into the, into the, into the flow, amen, of the gifts of the spirit. It's not the other way. It's not the gift that buds the fruit. No, 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 no. It is the fruit first, amen. If you build a church on gift without the fruit having, you know, foundation, solidity. Ah, that church is going to crumble. That life, that home is going to crumble. So you want to build first a, layer, a fruit of the spirit. The joy of the Lord is our strength. What do you do with strength? What do you do with strength? You advance. What do you do with strength? Amen. You move. What do you do with strength? You fight to overcome. What do you do with strength? Hallelujah. You carry things that you cannot carry. Amen. Ordinarily. Hallelujah. What do you do with strength? You use it to assist others. The, the joy of the Lord is our strength. This is the day where the Lord is strengthening his church. But if you are not part of the church, you are not part of the ecclesia. I'm telling you, instead of you to be strengthened, you become more weaker. So it's time to exchange your weakness for strength. He said, I will stand at my watch. I'm reading Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. I will stand at my, at my guard or at my watch. I will stand there. It's a position of standing. When you are at the, when you are at the watch, you, you don't go to sleep. You don't go to sleep. 
They were virgins, but they went to sleep. I mean, these were powerful people. Powerful. I mean, it, it, it's not an easy thing to be virgins. To be virgins in the things of God is not, it's not an easy thing. But guess what? This position of, of, of their virginity, amen, was not empowered by a strong apostolic grace. That's why you can have a nice church. You can build a nice, nice looking church. Nice people. Everything is looking wow. You come there, people just say, wow, I, I would like to be here. But they are spiritually weak. The people are weak. The house is weak. The home is weak. The family is weak. The, the, the forefront is weak. If you come to the, the, to the church of Eli, you know, everything looks fine. There's, there's activities, there's sacrifice there. But it's a weak house. Amen. The house of Saul looks beautiful, looks grand, amen. but is weak. That's the difference with the house of David. Have you noticed that in the house of David, it's all strength. The strength of God, amen. amen. All the people that came to David, amen. Weak people, you know, fearful people. But David transformed them to become powerful warriors. Strength, yes. Job of the Lord is our strength. Why? Because the condition of our heart defines the quality of our posture and our, and our, our interaction in the things of the Spirit. Yes, that was David for you. Amen. He, be, he became a man that built strength into his people. I would say he led them amen, by the integrity of his, of his heart and with a skillful hand. Yes, skillfulness of hand. Many people don't like that. They, like, they only like the heart. Hey, he's got a good heart. <laughs> but what about his hand? Oh, the hand is strong. <laughs> because sometimes the hand will give you a good one. The hand will shape you. The hand will mold you. Amen. The hand will shake you. You don't want that. But guess what? That's part of the process. Amen. To become an Elijah that will take the place of an Elisha. Excuse me. To become an Elisha that will take the place amen, of an Elijah. You must go through the house of a portal. You must go through the ministry, amen, of, of the potter. The Bible says that, that you know, Jeremiah was, was taken to the house of the potter and the Lord began to show him things by just watching, amen, the, 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 the activity of the potter. How the potter, amen, molds and shapes, amen, that which he designed, that which is desire. It's not the pot that defines the shape. They take him there, say, watch. It's a prophetic order. It's a prophetic, you know, action. They, they, they took him there. The, the Lord will bring you to a certain place just for you to watch and, and see things. Yes, it is called the making of the man. And that's not some gender here. The man, every one of us, male or female, we have a man on the inside. If you're born again, you're full of the Holy Spirit. That thing is called the spirit man. The spiritual gender of every one of us is a man. Amen. The woman was taken from the man. The difference is that one has a womb, the other doesn't. Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. But we, we, are all, we are all a reflection of a man. A man, amen, has a posture, has a standing amen, before God. Because the son comes from the man. That's why he's first called the son of man. Before, amen, he, he qualifies to be the son of God. If you're going to function in the earth, you have to be first the son of man. In your manhood, in your humanity, you can relate. Amen. You can go through life, but you are not. You are not giving. In. You are not. You are not. You are not capsizing. Amen. You are, you are. You are not sinking. Hallelujah. You are not bowing down. You're a man. Amen. That is a position of our priesthood. Every priest is taken among men. Even Melchizedek is a man. <laughs> but the dimension of this man is a reflection of a life. Amen. In Christ. 
Yes, that's who we are. We are from that order too. It's just that religion has told us all kinds of hogwash and rubbish we need to clear out of our mind. You are from the order of Melchizedek. Don't you know that? If any man be in Christ is a new creation. Hallelujah. You being Christ is relocating your eternity in Christ. Hallelujah. You are endless. Amen. Jesus said, don't be afraid of him that can kill the flesh, but has no power to kill the spirit. Don't you understand, amen, that death is just a, a, a passage, hallelujah, into the, other, into the other life. That we don't die. That we only sleep. And when we sleep, we cross over. You think somebody like me is afraid of death? <laughs> death is afraid of me. And that should be your testimony. Sickness should be afraid of you. Disease should be afraid of you. Poverty should be afraid of you. Ah, no, 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 no. Don't go near her. No, 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 no. Why? Because the more you pray, the more the real man on the inside comes out. The more you pray, amen, the more you give leeway, hallelujah, the more Christ is expressed. Listen, what makes you a man before God is the Christ in you, the hope of glory, nothing else. Because we are all carriers and sharers of Christ. Hallelujah. We represent him in the identity that he has given unto us. Every one of us. Hallelujah. Carries a, a divine prophetic DNA. Hallelujah. That makes us unique. You cannot be me. I cannot be you. But I can share. Hallelujah. With you of what I have received. So can you can share with me of what you have received. So when we come together. Hallelujah. And bring together all that we have become in Christ Jesus. Ah. We have what is called the Ecclesia. That's how the Ecclesia is shaped and formed. I'm not better than you. Neither are you better than me. We're all unique in our grace and calling. Yes, we're all unique. Even in our rankings, we're unique. Yes. So, Abakuk said, I will take my stand. Because taking your stand is the position of strength. We're talking about the quality that is required. This is how we move into 2020, friends. So your prayer, when you pray, people around should be able to say, my word, what a declaration. Your prayer should be a message to people. Your prayer amen, should be a proclamation. Every time you pray, you should be proclaiming. Every time you pray you should be declaring every time you pray you should be transforming every time you pray there should be reformation taking place every time you pray restoration should be taking place every time you pray hallelujah impartation should be happening every time you pray demons devils should be running on their heels every time you pray there should be confusion in the camps of heaven every time you pray hallelujah angels should be at a lot prayer we are called to pray, friends. Because our place of prayer is our place of strength. Prayer is never a place of weakness. And it's not for the weak. Prayer is for the strong. What do I mean by that? To be strong means to have faith. To have, to have faith in the Lord. To be strong means to have faith in the Lord. Amen. To, have, to pray is to have faith in the Lord. And when you have faith with, in, in the Lord, guess what? You're a strong person. Our strength is never defined, amen, by what we have done or what we have not done. Our strength is defined by our position in relationship with Christ. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We can do all things to Christ, amen, who strengthens us. He is our strength. He is our bulwark, amen. He is our canopy. 
He is the one hallelujah, that we look up to. Is our expectation. Is what we are expecting to become. Hallelujah. Is our future. Our future is not in 2020. Our future is in Christ. Hallelujah. Who is called eternal. He is the eternal God. The only wise God. Immortal, invisible. The only wise God. That's who we are. And that's what we represent, friends. So you, you, we, we get into identify. We're getting to redefine who we are. Come on. I'm a king in the earth. I'm a priest in the earth. And I'm a prince in the earth. Yes. He has made us kings and priests. That we stand this day. That we have a place. We have a pos position. That's why we are not afraid. Amen. Of event and men. Hallelujah. Men that are given position. Suddenly we begin to, we begin to fear them. Because people get them. Listen to this. All politicians do not have power. It is the power of people that give them that position. So why should you fear them? Why should you fear their report? Why should you fear their agenda? Come on. There is a man in thy kingdom. They say, is that not? Is there not a man in thy kingdom? Who can tell us? Who can show us what to do? It's called the ministry of the prophetic. Amen. If you have Christ, you begin to grow in what is called the prophetic. It doesn't mean you're a prophet. But you can begin to amen, express hallelujah, the priesthood amen, of, 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 of Christ in your life and through your life. And from that position, amen, you, can, you can express certain authority. You can express amen, certain authority amen, over your domain, over your metron. Come on. You can begin to proclaim and declare a shift over your life. No one should be able to stop you. You can cancel the handwriting of the enemy. You can frustrate amen, the, 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 the counsel of the enemy, regardless of who they are. Not to now talk of a man who has been given the, the office of a prophet. This day I have made you a prophet over the nations and over kingdoms. That's what they said to Jeremiah. We read that a few days ago. I mean, one man carries the power to shift the atmosphere of a whole nation, of a whole kingdom. We don't even know who we are yet, friends. We're discovering these things. We are now weak. God is coming for a glorious church. A powerful church, amen. An invisible church, a church that cannot be killed. Have you noticed that they've been trying to kill the church for over 200 years, 2000 years, and the church has survived every attack? We have survived. The more they try to kill the church, the more alert, the blood of the martyrs bring forth a new order of men. Listen to this if you kill Isaiah, there are there are. There are Thousands of Isaiah out there. We have influenced life. This thing, amen, cannot be stopped. This thing is an outbreak of the spirit. Amen. Isaiah is represented, come on, in Australia, amen, in Papua New Guinea, somewhere, amen, in Korea. There are people tracking us in Egypt. Come on, Isaiah's spirit, the prophetic grace upon man, it's all over. So even if you shut me down, you can't shut those people down. They're all over the place. They're all over the place. It's too late. And that's just one man. And there are many like that that God, heaven has released. Have you checked the principle and how God amen, releases his grace and his, his spirit into the nations? This thing is not visible to the natural eyes. So, so for all I care, they can be bombing the church. They think they're, they're bombing amen, the things of God. No, you can't stop the, 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 the move of God by bombing churches. Listen to this. These people don't build churches. We build men. Amen. We build commandos. We build people that can infiltrate systems. And that's what we're doing. 
And that's what we want to do next year. Next year, we want to empower a, a new set of people. We want to empower them. We want to, we want to keep them. We want to give them new ways, new gears, hallelujah, to, to engage the Babylons of our day, to engage the Jezebel of our time. And we want to tell them they must be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You understand, friends? I've been done all to stand. You stand, therefore, with your loins guard, guarded with truth, not guarded with fear. You don't guard yourself, amen, with timidity. God has not given to you the spirit of timidity. You have no spirit of fear in you, amen. The, the past does not define you. Apartheid does not define you, amen. Your color of skin does not define you, amen. What you have or you don't have does not define you, amen. The quality, the qualification, amen, that you carry does not define you, amen. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Your environment does not define you. Your geographical location does not define you, amen. Your language does not define you. The fact that you cannot speak English or you can speak English, amen, does not define you. When you carry Christ, you become invisible. You become a vessel. Hallelujah. That is poured out into the nations. You are armed and dangerous to the camp of darkness. No darkness can stop you, friends. No darkness should be able to stop you. So we're tracking something that the Spirit of the Lord, Hallelujah, is, is speaking to us. Amen. Abakuk must take his watch, must take his place on the watch so he can see. So he can understand. So he can relate, hallelujah, in, 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 in the reality of who he is in Christ. Let me take you to another scripture. Matthew chapter 25, verse 12 and 13. But he replied, truly I tell you, you do not know. This is, this is the disciple that are trying to, you know, track when, when the Lord is going to return. You know, what, what's going to, no, no. He said, truly, I'm replying. You do not know this time. But that one thing you need, you need to know. He says, therefore, keep watch. Keep watch. You see, this morning I, I, I was awake, you know, 3 a.m., 4 o'clock, I was online. Why? We call it the watch. You keep keeping the watch. You want to keep the watch. Keep watch. You've got to have periods, times, seasons where you keep the watch. You know, he said to us, he said, watch and pray. So watching is not praying and praying is not watching. Amen. You've got to understand these two dynamics, but they, they flow together. In fact, they are so interwoven that you can hardly separate amen, the watching and the, and the prayer. I say, therefore, I say to you, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. Why? These things that heaven is doing amen, in, in, on earth and in, in through our life, amen, cannot be defined or quantified, amen, by human time or calendar. That's why, amen, some of us have entered to 2020 already, amen. Uh, my life, I'm already speaking, declaring things as if I'm already, in, in fact, yesterday I was feeling like, Lord, maybe I should begin this teaching. I just said to myself, no, I'm not going to be helping these people if I do this because, come on, I give the people a break. They want to go on holiday. They want to, some of them have not seen their family, you know, some people want to travel. They want, so left to me, you see, somebody like me, I don't have a break. We just continue to walk because you see, we don't know the time or the hour. We, we want to keep, amen, our father's business going, amen. Jesus said, must I not, must I not be about my father's business? So I still understand that, you know, you're still kind of a little bit, you still want to enjoy yourself. It's a lot. Come on, go ahead. Enjoy yourself. Amen. Just remember me. Bring me cake. <laughs> amen. But but we want to we want to continue. Amen. So by January, by the grace of God, first week or second week of January, we're gonna kick kickstart this thing. Amen. Because uh, you know, 
in towards uh, the mid January, we have some things that we want to also, you know, deal with. We're going to be ministering one or two places by the grace of God. Amen. We we spread in the furtherance, the you know, the fragrance of this word. Amen. It says, therefore, keep watch. You keep you keep watch. You have to keep it. Amen. To keep watch means to be awake. Remember, we're talking about being awake in the spirit. But you, you can also do that literally. You know, take time to take a watch. Keep watch. So, okay, I'm not, to, tomorrow I'm not going to sleep. I'm just going to take some time, all right, to pray. It's called sacrifice. I talked about sacrifice yes, yes, yesterday or two days ago. Yes. When we, when we sacrifice in our engagement with the things of the Spirit, there's a reward for it. If you do things good at your own convenience, it's good. But guess what? <laughs> the reward is just the reward. But if you sacrifice, assuming you want to bless somebody with, you know, a hundred rand. But you decide and say, no, hundred rand is good. But let me, let me add another hundred rand to it. Let me make it two hundred. Now that is sacrifice. Now there's a reward for that. Alright, there's a reward for that. Now you finish praying 15 minutes, but somehow you feel no no no. Let me let me add another 20 minutes to it just to you know to to, to push this thing further. Alright. Particularly when you're not doing it for yourself. Guess what? There's a reward for it. There's always a reward when you go the extra mile. Yes. They said if somebody wants your outer coat, he said, be ready to give him amen, your inner coat. It's a sacrifice. Don't do things. If you want to engage in the spirit of leadership, then you have to go the extra mile. If you want to engage in the spirit of leadership, particularly in the coming year, you have to go the extra mile. You have to go the extra mile. I used to have this lady back then in Nigeria. She wasn't a member of our church, but she used to pay her tithe, a doctor. She used to pay her tithe to me. So because I believe in what you're doing, and I know that you know, you're struggling financially. So, my church, they're very rich. They're very rich. But I, I want to, you know, bless. I want to, you know, advance what you do. So, you know what this lady does? She doesn't just send the tithe to me. But she always asks. So, I asked her. Why do you always add to the? She said, because I want, amen, I want to have that blessing. That extra blessing. Amen, it's sacrifice. It's easy for me to pay my tithe. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Said, but I want to add something to it so that it can touch me. I said, wow. You're teaching me something there. Yeah. You see, there are people who have determined amen, to go the extra mile with God. They want to go. You see, yesterday I spoke about Joshua. Amen. When, when, when Moses is, is, is in the tent, amen, having discussion with God, you know, having this rapport with God. The Bible says when Moses leaves, you will assume that Joshua too will leave. No, Joshua is there. Amen. Say, I want to see this thing. I want to touch this dimension. And you know something? God never drove jo Joshua away. God never said, no, Joshua, what you're doing is wrong. Amen. Because God, amen, is seeking for those that would diligently, diligently seek him. You know, sometimes we seek him, but we don't seek him diligently. We seek him, you know, in, in, in season and in, in, in seasons, but we don't seek him out of season. You see, when you start seeking God in season and out of season, then you're adding the extra. You're going the extra mile. When you start doing things, earlier, 
Is it like God wakes you up, you know, at odd hours when you're supposed to be sleeping, where your face is still swollen? You when you wake up and your face is still swollen, you know that you have not you have not really slept. But guess what? You get the water and say, Oh, face, ah, ah, ah. you got to respond. There's something to do. Hallelujah. I've got to watch on behalf amen, of my family. I've got to watch on behalf of the body. I've got to watch on behalf of the nation. I've got to watch on behalf of the community. I've got to watch on behalf of the church. I've got to watch on behalf of the ecclesia. If I don't watch, you see, when I was in Bible school, 1991, the Lord said to me, pray as if nobody's praying. It says, never you depend your prayer life on someone else. I call that accountability in the place of prayer. So even if a million people are praying, guess what? I don't see those millions. I see amen, myself praying. I don't, I don't depend amen, my spiritual journey of strength based on what thank God for others they can motivate me but guess what I refuse amen to depend because listen to this people are fickle people can be up and doing today tomorrow they are no longer there yes the same people who held him Hosanna in the eyes blesses he who who comes in the name of the Lord it was the same people amen, that tomorrow said crucify him <laughs> <laughs> the same people that is human nature so if you build your life you build your motivation around people guess what you will be greatly disappointed and that's a lesson that john the baptist learned you don't build your life amen on 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 human you see john was building amen his 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 his, his, his hope amen on the humanity of christ you see, when you when you when you see somebody, you see, because spirituality is housing humanity. So sometimes, you, know, you we, we, we forget, amen, that what we are doing spiritually is housing humanity. So we focus on the humanity, but we don't see the spirituality. You see, when you don't understand the spirituality, amen, of the humanity of a person, you will get offended. And that was John. He got offended. Because he was expecting, amen, he was expecting Christ to Jesus to show up amen, and save him and you know and maybe bail him out. But guess what? If he had if he had picked in the spirit that his life was a pattern for the rest, you see, that's leadership. Some of us, we what we're doing, amen, is not just for our own sake, it's for others. It's called intercession. That's the spirit of intercession. You do things, amen, for others' sake, for others' sake. That is what is called the priesthood of the believer. You do it on behalf of others. Christianity, amen, the journey in the things of the spirit is not about you, it's about others. When you start praying, your prayer may start with you, but it must not end with you. Hallelujah. You must begin to penetrate nooks and crannies. You must begin to penetrate homes, families, cities, you know, society. You must begin to, amen, talk about the things of the kingdom. And it's from there they grant you grace and strength. But when you focus around yourself, you're going to be disappointed. Particularly if you're doing that in connection with somebody that is very spiritual. In fact, if you do it with somebody like me, I will disappoint you. And a lot of people have walked out of my life disappointed. I thought this man is so spiritual because they want they want they want they want to bring you amen to their own soulish order of other same things they, they call it spirituality <laughs> sorry it's not me you can't do that with me no 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 I would disappoint you I'll, in fact I will pray God help me to disappoint this person <laughs> help me to disappoint yes because that's how we learn if you depend on the arm of flesh the Bible said the arm of flesh will fail you can depend on the arm of flesh amen even tracking with somebody that is spiritual no, no man after the flesh. We track by the spirit. We engage by the spirit. We deal, we deal with life by the spirit. If you deal with life, amen, by, this, by the soulish order, by your soul concept, amen, of life, guess what? You, 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 you want to engage life with the, with the, with the armories of soul. You're going to be weak. You're going to be defeated. Yes. David said, I cannot go with this. 
He had to unclothe himself. That's what the Spirit of the Lord is doing nowadays. Listen to this. For you to be a David and to go and face Goliath in the strength of the Lord, you have to unclothe yourself from the armories. Amen. You have to give back what belongs to Saul to Saul. <laughs> I cannot go with this. Hey, Mr. Saul, here is your armor. Here is your cloth. Here is your sword. Amen. It belongs to you. Whatever amen, is of the order of Saul cannot kill a Goliath. That's a whole generation. Amen. You know, you know, Saul is a whole order that we're seeing today in the church. Is a whole generation. Is a is a philosophy. Is a mindset. Amen. Is a belief system that have been imported into the into the church. There are all kinds of messages that are preached, sounding good, but guess what? It's from the order of Saul. That thing is from the from the order of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It has no power, amen, to birth anything spiritual. It has no power, alia, to create anything that is lasting in the things of the spirit. It has no power, alia, to cause you to stand and face a Goliath. Listen to this. When you try to face a Goliath with the amorous, with the mindset, with the belief system, amen, of Saul. Oh my word. Goliath would finish you like a dog. He said, am I a dog? You see, that's how Goliath see. He said, am I a dog that you're sending this thing to me? If we're going to engage the days of the end, if we're going to step into that which the Father amen, has called us into, we have to unclothe ourselves from every form of weakness. We cannot go with this. We cannot go with the wrong mindset. Amen. We cannot go depending on people. We cannot go depending on your members. Yeah, they will do it for me. Oh, you can. No, no, no. Listen to this. When they do it, praise God. But if they don't do it, hallelujah, honor God and proceed. I told you, the spirit of leadership, amen, is, is one that pioneers. Most time, when you are leading, you hardly find people behind you. Have you heard this statement? I've said it yesterday. I'm going to repeat it again. It, this statement was made years ago by Mike Mudok. He said, he said, if you're a leader, all right, if you're a leader and you're going somewhere, all right, and people are not following you, he said, then you're not strong. He said, you're not leading. But guess what? That was from the order of the soul. Because back then we used to be, I used to think, well, that sounds right. That sounds right. But if you check the scripture, if you align that statement with the scripture, it's totally error. Because in leadership, when you start leading, listen to this, hardly will people follow you. In fact, in fact, the spirit of true leadership is when the man have, have died, died before people wake up and realize. Is that not what Jesus did? I mean, Jesus has been telling the people, I'm going to die. I'm going to... They didn't believe. I mean, the disciple went to sleep. When Jesus was captured, everybody scattered. I mean... John, I mean, uh, somebody like Peter, who, who knew Jesus, who walked on water with Jesus, he denied Jesus to his face. I don't know him. <laughs> you want to talk about leadership? Let's, let's look at leadership again. You think if I want to define leadership, I won't be, what I, I won't be doing what I'm doing today. How, how do you take a man who has, who's pastored, who, who has led people, hallelujah, who everybody celebrates, suddenly he's, he's on his own. He, he, I'm just here because you said God talk, called you and sent you to a nation. And you're sitting behind a microphone and you, you know a, a camera and you're speaking. Is that ministry? People tell you that you're a failure, you see, because that's how they define leadership. Amen. It is leadership that a man, Philip, amen, he just won 5,000 people into the church. They say, leave that 5,000. Go the way of Gaza and wait there. Wait for who? In the desert. Who are you going to be playing with in the desert? <laughs> Come on, Isaiah. You crazy. Well, what are you going to be doing in the desert? Well, I'm waiting for that one. They, they, they said the man is coming. Who's coming? 
Are you getting the point? It's called leadership. You see, if you don't track with God, the world, the world philosophy will interfere with what God is demanding and requiring in your life and you will continue to feed on that tree of the knowledge of good and evil and you will never touch the dimensions of the spirit. He said, I will lead you into a place you don't want to go. Have you noticed that as, as Jesus, you know, reached towards the end of his ministry, his followership shrink. His followership, it just shrank. <laughs> you know, when people say, leadership, hey, I've got 5,000 people. Uh -uh. Jesus' ministry ended with almost no one. It was after he died. Even when he died, when the women came and said, he's risen, they still like, those guys were still, I go fishing. <laughs> Come on, friends, open your eyes. See the word. Don't let religion define to you what you should believe. You read the scripture for yourself and let the spirit of God show you and interpret the word for what it is. The ecclesia is emerging. We're leaving the order, hallelujah, of the soul church, of the soul church. We're coming to a day called the day of the restoration of the tabernacle, of the tabernacle, hallelujah. Have you noticed in the tabernacle of, of David, there's just one entrance. There are no outer court, inner court, holy court. There's just one court. <laughs> so if you don't get it right to enter, guess what? There's no transition. Once you enter, you've entered. You engage with God. That tabernacle is a tent. Do you know what I said? That tabernacle called the tabernacle of David is a tent. It's collapsible. It's mobile. It's movable. It's not a permanent site. Thank God. If you have the money, build permanent site. Amen. And use the site to empower the lives of people. But don't ever think that that is a place that God shows up. No. He shows up because you are there. Amen. If you gather in the cinema hall, it will show up there. Amen. If you gather in a restaurant, it will show up there. Come on. <laughs> oh, come on, talk to me. If you gather in a school hall, it will show up there. The building does not define the presence of God. It is the people that comes there that defines his presence. He's showing up here. I was praying with my family yesterday while I was just praying and the spirit of the Lord just came upon me and was, you know, lay hands on my son. Suddenly, you know, he begins to feel the power of God. Suddenly I knew, wow, the Lord is here. The presence of, you see, sometimes the Lord, just, I mean, that doesn't happen all the time. What do you do? You make demand on that grace and that anointing at that moment. So I start praying for everybody. Guess what? When I finish, I lay, I, I, I kneel down before my family. I said, now you guys pray for me. Lay your hands on me and pray for me. Guess what? Oh, Lord Jesus, you need to hear my daughter praying for me. Tears were almost running down my eyes. Seven years old. Listen to these friends. When we understand the ways and the things of the spirit, there are no limitations. There are no boundaries. God will move when he wants to move. And guess what? If you're not ready for his move and you're still waiting, I need to get to the church first before God moves. I need to, uh, oh, I need to, you know, get the, you know, the, somebody, to, Dr. Toomey, to stir me up in the, in the song. Listen to this. You, the move of God will pass you by. When the sound of the trumpet is proclaimed and declared, you better be ready. I don't care if you're in the toilet. You better stop that thing. Hallelujah. I'm scaffold and move. You understand this? They wait, they wait for nobody. When it's time to transit, when it's time to journey, when God starts moving, when you see, you've got to know how to make demand. Thank you so much.
You've got to know how to make demand. We must know how to make demand. When the, when the Lord starts moving, when the Lord moves, you jump. <laughs> when the Lord moves, you jump. You don't start waiting and say, oh, ah, we're still waiting for the bishop. We're still waiting for the apostle. Oh, we're still waiting for, uh, you know, 10, 10, you know, you know, all the ceremony we do. Like, come on. When God starts moving, you jump. You jump. You jump into it. Don't, don't, don't look at what you've done yesterday. I'm jumping into the move of God. When the Lord starts moving, I jump. I'm sitting under the tree. The Lord starts moving. I jump into it. Come on. It's a river. But you have to open your eyes. They have to open your eyes in the spirit to see the river of God. Hallelujah. The streams are all coming together. The, all the streams are coming back to Eden. There's a move of God taking place. I'm telling you, friends, it's time to be strong. Don't be weak. Don't allow the past to define your position and your posture in this new day. It's a new day. Friends, it's a new day. Don't allow what you see around you. Listen to this. Listen to this. David was anointed 14 years. The Lord was moving in his life. Before that finally, final day when you know, uh, 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 King Saul died. But David had been anointed. But David earlier was tracking with God, moving with God. Amen. He was the king, but he was a fugitive. Oh, come on. I said he was the king, but he was a fugitive. He was a king, but he was living in caves. He was a king. Speak to me, Father. Speak to me, Lord. I said he was a king, but he was a fugitive. The man on the throne is an illegitimate king, but David would dare not touch him because there's a time for everything. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. We're stepping into amen, a new terrain. We're entering into that which has been prepared for us. Hallelujah. All that we see in the natural is about to change. They are subject to change. The Bible says, why we look not to the things that we see. Saul may be king. Amen. But listen to this. He's an illegitimate king. There's a time apportioned to him that must end. But don't, don't, don't try to force him out. Don't try to do your own thing. Hallelujah. Remain at the cave at Dulam. Continue to climb. Amen. Ziglag with those that are following you. I've got people following me. Hallelujah. We have no permanent sight. But they are following. They are tracking me. They are pursuing that which this guy is talking about. They are eating that which the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Is bringing to the table. Guess what? Many of them. I don't even know them. We've not seen. We have not touched. We have not even hug ourselves and say hallelujah praise God my brother my sister but guess what they're tracking the spirit of what the Lord is doing yes because when David finally become a king and sit earlier in Zion they will all be there and share glory we share glory they will sit and sit and we will all rejoice and say yes this is the joy hallelujah of our walk with God what we're doing today listen friends people may not understand it but we're tracking something in the spirit there are people who know me than those who know me physically they know me by the spirit and that's what we're talking about when we track in the spirit and continue listen to this I have no other agenda than the agenda of the kingdom that his kingdom come that his will be done in this nation and through this nation and through the continent of Africa that in my generation a people People will be set aside, hallelujah, to honor, to glorify God. That's my agenda. I have nothing else. 
I have nothing else to offer. I have. I, I don't have any agenda. I'm not trying to gather some fleshy kind of people. No, no. In fact, I'm pushing them away. There are people that are following us, amen, and I raise the bar, I raise the standard. They leave. Yes, they must leave because they cannot bring flesh into this thing. No, no flesh must interfere with this thing. No. So if you have an agenda and you think you can interface with me, uh-uh-uh, you would die is still death. It's not going to, that thing is not going to connect because we will see and we will track from afar. Hallelujah. And the Lord will severe it. We are gathering, hallelujah, for the Lord. We are, we are, being, we are being part, amen, of a company of people, hallelujah, that are coming. You see, we are all transiting to a place. You see, while Abraham, amen, and Isaac were climbing, there are other events taking place that, that Abraham does not understand, that Abraham was not shown. You know all you know. Listen, friends, you know all you know, but there are things, hallelujah, that will complement your life that you don't know yet. There are people that will complement your life. I was listening to a brother. You know, at a conference that was done in, you know, in the in, in in Nigeria with one of our partners in ministry, you know, Apostle Deji Williams, and you know, they finished the conference. So I, I was listening to one of the messages, and this brother that you know, one of the speakers, my lord, talking about the ecclesia. This man, this brother was saying things. I had to send a message. I said, who is this man? <laughs> who is this brother saying this thing? They had to send me his name. They said, this is this is this brother. I said, Lord, people are tracking. Yes, you think you're the only one? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't make a mistake. You're not the only one. So you better keep up the journey. You are not the only one. There are people tracking. There are people tracking. In fact, some people have gone ahead of you. You began before them, but because you are still slacking. You're still looking back. You're becoming a pillar of salt. <laughs> they, they say, leave that order. Leave that thing. His tail is dead. Amen. It's, that thing has become a cake. It's become obsolete. Move into the next thing. And you're still trying to look back. Hey, all my investment. Hey, yeah, all the tight I sold in that church. Oh, 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 oh hey, hey, hey. Listen, bye-bye. Heaven is calling you. They say, they say, let's come to a higher order. Hallelujah. They say, let's leave this ele elementary thing. We're coming. They say, come up higher. Hallelujah. They, they, they showed Jacob. They said, Jacob, we're going to bring you to a day where you, you, you become Israel. But guess what? You will have to understand the pathway earlier of becoming Israel. You have to connect to this order of the ascending and the descending. Amen. Of the, of the messages of God upon your life. Yes. So when he woke up, it was a desert. When he woke up, he said, ah, this is the house of God. And the gates of heaven heaven has brought us to his gate but when you look around you see no one it's all desert but we've been brought to the gate of heaven friends things are happening in the spirit are you hearing the voice of god things are happening in the spirit are you tracking the heart of god be strong in the lord don't let that which is dying defines your, 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 your place and your position or your strength. That thing is dying and still dead. That thing is dying. Leave it. Let it die. We're coming to the day of the ecclesia. We're coming to the day of the kingdom. We're coming to the place, amen, of the birth. And these are the sons that were born, hallelujah, to David in Hebron. Oh, Father, we bless your name. Oh, Father, we bless your name. Oh, Father, we honor your name. There are things happening in the spirit right now. There are birthing taking place in the spirit. 
There are dimensions of life earlier being shaped right now. We respond to you, Father. We respond to your voice. We respond to your mind. We respond, oh God. Bring us in. You've brought us out, but bring us in. Many of us have been brought out, brought out. But you have not allowed them to bring you in. So you are in between. It's a dangerous place to be. I know people that were caught in the middle of their transition. They can't go further, but also they can't go back. So they are caught in the middle. It's a dangerous place to be. It's a place where you, you become disillusioned. It's a place where you begin to lose direction. It's a place where you begin to get frustrated. It's a place where you, be, you, where you get tired of life. You get tired of the things of the spirit. That's a place where insanity perches on the mind of so many people. Then they start running here and there. They start running from one prophet, apostle, deliverance house to another. Uh -uh, it's nothing. You have just missed earlier the grace to step into. You see, when they take you out, you have to count it all lost for what you're about to gain in Christ. Paul said, I count it all dung. I count it the dung. I count it lost. He said, to, to win, to, to, to receive the excellency. You embrace the suffering of entering into a day of, of the excellency of the glory of God. You see, but when you are still allowing your mind to be to be to be to be bound to the past, you see, if I have to live my life in the past of my achievement, listen to this, friends, I would not, you know, be doing what the Spirit of God has asked me to do today because I'll be using that past, amen, to define myself, to judge myself, and the devil will be telling you you're a failure. And that place has become the burial ground of many ministry, many men of God. Who, who heard what God was doing, who loved it, who embraced it. But in the journey, they began to lose heart. In their journey, they began to lose faith. In their journey, they began to get weak. It's the day of strength. I want to strengthen you this, this morning. I want to proclaim and declare. Be awakened in the name of Jesus, amen, from your position of, of, of stupor, from your position, amen, of slumber. I want to speak life to you in the name of Jesus, that this is not your place of rest. Get up. The journey is still before you. Take your place this morning. Receive strength in the name of Jesus. I proclaim that you will not die in this point no rise up this morning let the oil of god yes begin to minister to that wound begin to receive grace amen begin to receive healing in that state of disappointment because that is not from god god called you out to bring you in but he had to take you through a wilderness don't let the wilderness define who you are I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning. I don't know the company of them, amen, that the Lord is ministering to, to you. But I want you to know the wilderness is not a place of your definition. It's a passage to the place called the promise. Your wilderness is a passage. But you need the wilderness to learn, to, under, to, to, you know, to unlearn certain things and to learn certain things. To become what God, hallelujah, will have you be as they prepare you, amen, to become a root, to become an Esther, to become a John, to become an Elijah. Elijah, hallelujah. Allow it. Embrace it. Amen. Don't slay me. I will not deny him. Listen to this. The plans that he has for you, they're plans of good.
good, not that evil is going to bring to pass what he has begun in your life. So surrender to him, hallelujah, and stop living your life, amen, in your past. Stop allowing the past to define you. Stop allowing, amen, your, your past, you know, victory or failure or defeat. Stop allowing the people that you've passed through to continue to tell you you're a failure. No, no, no. God is bringing you into new order, into new relationship, into new sphere, into new realms. Come on. Into new grace, into new anointing. So you've got to cut the umbilical cord of yesterday and step into a new day. Receive life. Receive strength. Receive grace. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy into your life right now that you begin to receive the joy to journey on. Receive the joy to travel on. Receive the grace to climb. You're a mountain climber. Continue to climb. You're about to see, hallelujah, your Lord God in glory. You're about to meet him. Come on. I declare in the name of Jesus that which God has begun in you, he will perfect it. Embrace the sky of the kingdom. Let your heart be filled with joy. Father, we bless your name. We glorify your name this morning. We lift your name on high. Worthy are you, Lamb of God. Thank you, O oh God, for this word. Thank you for what, what your spirit has released, O oh God. Yes, we take our stand, O oh God. We take our stand on the ramp. We take our stand, O oh God, upon the watchtower. In the name of Jesus, we see the city afar. We see those things that be not, O oh God. Yes, as though they were. We call them forth in Jesus' name. Thank you, O oh God, for your spirit that is at work in us. Thank you for the company of men and women that you are birthing afresh. Ah, enriching with the freshness, yes, of that which your spirit, yes, is, 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 is birthing in this new day. Thank you for the washing of the water. Via the word, O oh God. Thank you for... for for a new order of life. Thank you, Father, for a new clothing. Thank you, Father, oh God, for a new mindset. Thank you. We honor you, oh God. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless your name. We glorify you. Strength for the weak. Yes, hope for the hopeless. Faith for the faithless. In the name of Jesus, receive Christ. Receive life. Receive Christ. Receive grace. Receive crisis, receive light in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Receive healing, receive a touch, be quickened in your spirit. Let what you're going through be a sign of what the Father is bringing you into. Let 2020 be open to you. Yes, go forth in the name of Jesus. You are not permitted to die. You are not permitted, yes, to fall sick. You are not permitted in the name of Jesus to collapse, to give in. No, in the name of Jesus, I declare no weapon of the enemy formed or fashioned against your mind. No weapon of religion, no weapon of traditions of men formed against you will prosper. I proclaim this day that you will go forth. You will advance. You will step into, yes, the day of the Lord. You will come into what the Father has ordained for you. You are stepping into your priesthood in the name of Jesus. You are going forth in the light of God's glory. You will not be stopped. You will not be hindered in the name of Jesus. Rise up, almighty man of war. Rise up, oh, rise up, oh daughter of Zion. Take up, yes, your place. Lay in the labosian, the put of strength. Put on strength. Let the glory of God surround you. Father, thank you. Bless your name. For a new order of church emerging, the ecclesia out of this nation, out of the continent of Africa, across the global, Father. Thank you for oneness of your church and your body. We bless you, God. We glorify you, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, see the Lord. The zeal of the Lord will perfect what he's begun in your life. You're not alone. 
We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Come on. You're not alone. He's leading you by the two pillars. A pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. You are not alone. You are surrounded. You are surrounded. You are surrounded. Heaven, heaven watches over you. Elijah pray. Eli Elisha pray. Lord, open the eyes of the servant. Open the eyes of this young man. Let him see. He saw chariots of fire from the hill surrounding Elisha. In the name of Jesus, let your eyes begin to see. You're surrounded with a chariot of fire. Go forth. Go forth. You are invisible. Go forth in the name of Jesus. Go forth in the power of the Lord. Go forth. Yes. Go forth and conquer. Go forth and overcome. Go forth and spoil Babylon. Go forth in the name of Jesus. Go say to Pharaoh, let my people go in the name of Jesus. Go with the authority of heaven. Don't be afraid for the Lord has not given to you the spirit of fear. Father, we thank you. We glorify you. Now. We glorify your name. Thank you. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your son. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the Ruach of your spirit. Thank you, O oh God. We can call you Abba Father because indeed you are our Father. And we love you. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And amen. Well, friends, we've come to the end of today's broadcast. I want to believe that somehow you've been imparted. Well, please share this link. Uh, share the, the, the audio. Give it to somebody, amen. Download it, listen to it again and again. Build your faith, amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, amen. Listen to the word until something on the inside of you begins to cry out for more of God, all right. Remember that you're not alone. Remember, amen, that God is on your side regardless of what you may be going through. Remember that everything that you're going through is part of the process to build you, to empower you, and to make you his own, amen. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day until I come your way again. Hopefully next, next um, tomorrow, by the grace of God. Amen. Keep standing in faith and keep taking your place on the watch. God bless you. Bye-bye.